Welcome to Off the Record. I'm your host, Marika Day, dietitian, nutritionist, recovering perfectionist, and founder of Fueled by Marika Day. Join me here each week as we delve into what it really means to be a healthy and happy human. You'll hear from conversations with experts in their fields to raw and real chats about aspects of health and life that we really don't hear enough about. You'll be left feeling inspired, educated, and empowered to be the best version of you. So sit back, relax, or head on out for your walk, and let's dive on in. I hope you are all having a fab week and hopefully feel like you are finally setting, settling into a bit of routine for the year. For me, I feel like one of the biggest lessons I've learned over the last few years when it comes to routine is that we need to be flexible. So I guess this is my reminder to you at the beginning of this episode that if you feel like your routine hasn't existed in a while, that that's totally okay because honestly, life happens and shit changes. So we just got to roll with the punches and adapt as we go. And I think being kind to yourself in those moments is the thing that keeps us going. So I think a lot of people think, oh, well, if I you know, beat myself up, that that will motivate me more. When in the reality is when we accept that life happens, then we tend to, I guess, get back on track faster. Anyway, this podcast is actually nothing to do with routine. Rather, this podcast is about body image and cosmetic procedures and cosmetic enhancements. So I've wanted to chat about this for some time now, but what I really wanted to do before I began speaking about it is to really, I guess, formulate my opinion on it before I share it with you. Um, And what I think that you'll find with this episode is that it may also change the way that you think about cosmetic procedures and cosmetic enhancements. And I kind of hope that it does Um, because it's really interesting topic and a really intricate topic when we think about all of the different layers that come, I guess, before we get to cosmetic enhancements and cosmetic procedures and cosmetic surgery. So hopefully this episode will, um, I guess, bring some questions to your own opinions and beliefs about cosmetic procedures and cosmetic enhancements. So I'm going to apologize in advance um, for this imperfect conversation. And I hope that you can come along on this conversation with me and learn and grow with me. It is a difficult conversation to have when we are talking about body image because it's body image is so unique to everybody and everybody's opinion of body image is so different. So I just want to sort of firstly begin by acknowledging that um, it's a difficult conversation and I may not have this conversation perfectly. So please forgive me in advance. So firstly, when we talk about cosmetic procedures, we've got two, I guess, primary types of cosmetic procedures. We've got our invasive procedures and our non-invasive procedures. So our invasive procedures are things like surgery. So they are your breast augmentations, tummy tucks, facelifts, liposuction, um, rhinoplasties, like your nose jobs. Uh, And all of those ones where you are actually going into surgery, you know, sort of going underneath the knife to get a procedure done. So they're your invasive ones. Our non-invasive procedures are a little bit more vague um, and they do cover a lot of things. So non-invasive procedures would include things like derma fillers, 
um, anti-wrinkle injections like Botox and Botox is just the brand name. There's lots of um, different types of anti-wrinkle injections, uh, but it also includes things like laser hair removal and IPL and microdermabrasions and even things like veneers as well. So when we think about it like that, even now, hopefully it's starting to get you thinking about cosmetic procedures in a slightly different manner that it is a little bit more complex than what we initially just think, oh, well, cosmetic procedures is going under the knife. So unfortunately and sadly, Australia is up there with the top countries, like in the top list of countries for um, engaging in cosmetic procedures and surgeries. And again, sadly, one of the most common reasons cited for people seeking cosmetic procedures is a lack of confidence or a dissatisfaction in their physical appearance. So that's really heartbreaking, I think, when we think about why people are going to um, spend a lot of money on these sorts of procedures is because they don't feel confident within themselves. What we know about, I guess, the pressures put on women to certain to look a certain way, sorry, is that this next statistic is probably not surprising, but still I was actually shocked quite a bit by it, that 90% of cosmetic surgeries in Australia are performed on women. That, I guess, blew me away a little bit. I thought there would be a little bit more evenness in it. I knew it was definitely going to be skewed towards women because, like I said, the pressure on women to look a certain way, but I honestly did not think it would be 90%. So we as women have so much pressure to be perfect in every single way possible and body image and the way that we look is obviously just one of those aspects. So what I want you to do with this episode is to really think about, I guess, the layers of this message and the layers of that looking perfect and being perfect message and the ways in which we are all, and I seriously think all women, um, and not only women as well, like non-binary and men do have this to some degree as well, but we are engaging in some kind of behavior that alters the way that we look in order to fit this ideal image. So I'm going to repeat that again. I think that most of us, if not all of us are engaging in some kind of behavior to alter the way that we look in order to fit this ideal. Now, that may not be cosmetic procedures or cosmetic um, surgeries for you, but like I'm about to go into, there is so much detail in, I guess, the lead up to those bigger, um, bigger changes to the way that we look and those more permanent changes to the way that we look. So we're quick to jump in and I guess like villainize these invasive procedures Uh, as like, I guess the ultimate way to change the way that you look, because like I said, they are permanent changes to the way that you look as opposed to some others that are non-permanent. The other thing is that like surgeries are obviously a lot more expensive and a lot more risky as well. So we're really quick to sort of jump to conclusions and go, well, they're a problem. We shouldn't be doing them. However, what I want you to think about is how many of you are using fake tan wearing push-up bras or using hair removal treatments, even wearing makeup or using filters to adjust the way that we look to be more socially accepted or socially desirable. 
um, and in particular socially, I guess, desirable to the male gaze. That is one of the driving things for um, the like, like the thin ideal and the, the beauty ideal is being being attractive to the male gaze is one of the reasons that is, I guess, a driving force behind this. So I'm not saying that it's wrong and I'm not saying that you need to lack confidence in order to do these things. So I'm not saying that because you wear makeup, like I'm sitting here wearing makeup doing this podcast, it doesn't mean that what you're doing is incorrect. It doesn't mean that you don't have confidence or that you've got a body image issue. That is not the conversation that I'm having. What I want you to think about, though, is that can we probe a bit deeper? So you can, of course, be incredibly self-assured and wear makeup just because it makes you feel good. But when we probe a bit deeper, I want you to sit back and think, why does it make you feel good? Why does covering up imperfections make us feel more beautiful or sexier? Why does removing our hair make us feel sexier or more beautiful Or why does fake tan make us feel better, more beautiful, thinner, all of those things? What are the reasons behind why we feel this way? And I've reflected on this myself and spent some sort of time just sitting there and thinking, wow, like why do we put makeup on? And one of the reasons is because we are all, I guess, filling into this ideal notion that we have to look a certain way you know we have to be young we have to be beautiful in the way that the industry has told us over the years so I guess the answer is simply that that we've been taught it it's not something that is innately our fault like we're not consciously choosing to change the way that we look in that way there's a lot of subtle I guess messages that have influenced us And these messages have been both subtle and also not so subtle over many, many decades. So again, it's not wrong, but it's worth sitting back and reflecting on your own choices when it comes to beauty regimes and procedures and to ask yourself why. So it doesn't mean that you need to stop wearing makeup or stop doing fake tan or stop getting your Botox or whatever it is that you choose to do with your body and your life. I just want you to take a second and or a minute or an hour or however long you want to spend on it and realize the subtle and yet at the same time enormous pressure that this beauty ideal is having on all of us. It leads me to the next question, which I think is one that I guess in my industry that has come up a few times and is one that I wanted to explore with you guys is can you be body positive and engage in cosmetic procedures? Now I'm going to be perfectly honest with you guys. And I will say that I used to believe that you couldn't, I would say that how can you promote a message of body positivity whilst going out there and changing the way that you look to fit in with this unrealistic ideal. But unfortunately, I had some time to sit back and reflect on my opinion and, again, the messaging behind um, why people are making these decisions. And I I really think that we do all need to take a step back um, before we formulate our opinions on either people doing these behaviours or on just the behaviours on their own. 
So I am by no means encouraging people to go out and, you know, get cosmetic surgeries and procedures. And I honestly believe that the most truly beautiful and unique features of people are often their perceived flaws. So like one of my friends, you know, she has this beautiful big mole and I think it is just so uniquely stunning on her and it just makes her like it makes her face perfect in every single way yet she might hate it and another example is my partner like I love his wrinkles that he's getting because it reminds me that I get the privilege of growing old with him and it reminds me of the life that we've spent together and that we will continue to spend spend together I also am beginning to love and accept my own freckles and my own age spots because It reminds me of how much I love the beach and I love summer. And I'm going to be honest here is I don't love when I go for walks around where I live here and I see young girls and they're definitely girls. They're quite young whose faces are all beginning to look the same. So they're all, you know, starting to mold and mesh into this, this same look. And I don't know whether it's a Sydney thing or whether it's everywhere, but so many young girls are beginning to look similar. And I can't help but think that I'd love it if they felt that they didn't have to spend thousands of dollars to change the way that they look in order to feel beautiful and accepted. But that is my personal opinion. It doesn't mean that they are doing anything wrong. It doesn't mean that they aren't beautiful as they are. It doesn't mean that they don't deserve the same respect that we'd give someone who chooses to age naturally or to accept their perceived flaws. It does not make a difference on that individual. And we're going to go into a little bit more about that in a second. I think accepting yourself as you are, so flaws and all, is an incredible act of bravery in a world where we are taught, particularly as women, to conform to being this certain way to be accepted, to be worthy or to be beautiful. And I do think that we need to celebrate women who are doing this more because our innate drive is to idealize and look towards people who fit this unrealistic ideal as role models. So I think both can be true. I think that we can accept and celebrate all women, regardless of what they do to their body, the way that they look. But also I think that we really need to have a strong push towards encouraging more diversity in the way that we look and what we perceive as the beauty ideal because the more we idolize one way of looking the more damaging this um, is going to become so I think both are true as I said though it doesn't mean that we should shame women who are honestly coping in the only way that they know how And I think this topic is one of the most perfect examples of the saying, don't hate the player, hate the game, because we cannot tear people down when they themselves did not cause the issue. They are simply players in the game with the game being the unrealistic standards of beauty for women, the thin ideal, the flawless skin and the forever young look. It is the game that is the issue, not the individual player in the game. And I think we're really quick to sort of shoot down the player in the game when we really need to be looking towards the game as a whole and I guess these standards that are put upon us. So, yes, I think that we need more role models who are imperfectly themselves 
And I think our body image issues wouldn't be as bad if we didn't have things like Photoshop and filters and cosmetic procedures. But the issues lie in the wider society, in the marketing and the messaging, and not the individual who chooses to partake in the game. So that leads me to what can we do about it as an individual? And I think first and foremost, I mean, the thing that we can change is ourselves. Now, hear me out on this one. I'm not asking you to change yourself in that way. Um, I think that whether you choose to wear makeup, fake tan, get cosmetic procedures or surgeries, what I'm asking you is before all of that, We need to know that we are not any less worthy or less special if you choose to not engage in any of that. So if you choose to never shave your arms or your legs or you get your hair done or wear makeup or get any sort of beauty procedures done, that does not make you any less beautiful, does not make you any less worthy of love and belonging as the person who gets it all done. And the same, the reverse is true as well. If you do choose to engage in as many as you like of these types of procedures, that is fine. Do what you feel like is best for your life, but don't do so from a place of knowing that you are not loved and worthy exactly as you are. Know that before you go in to these procedures, know it before you put on your makeup in the morning, know it before you do your hair in the morning or you shave your legs. You are perfectly belonging, loved, everything exactly as you are. Next, I think the really big change will happen when we start to demand, I guess, this standard of companies because companies are, I guess, the ones who are pushing this message because they can sell a lot of things to us if we hate our bodies, if we hate our faces, if we hate the way that we look. Um, There are so many, like we've already mentioned, there's so many ways that you can change the way that you look either temporarily or permanently, and they all cost money. So people are profiting from us being miserable. And I think that this is where we need to look towards companies to start to making the change. So whether you own a company or whether you are engaging with companies, which we all engage with companies, you know, we all buy clothes, we all buy food and those sorts of things. We need to start to look to companies regardless of what they're selling. So whether they're selling protein powders, makeup, clothing, exercise programs, whatever they are selling is ask ourselves, are they being inclusive? Are they showing the diversity and the reality of humans? Are they showing that you can wear makeup and age or are they only showing that young people can wear makeup? Are they showing that you can exercise and be in a larger body or and be healthier Or are they only showing one size can exercise? Are they showing you like that you can buy a bikini and have cellulite and scars all over your body? These things need to be happening in our industry. And these are the things that are ultimately going to have the biggest impact on the way that we perceive ourselves is because we need to see that shift coming, I guess, from outside of us before we really change the way that we think about them ourselves. And I... That, that's probably not the right way to explain that. But what I'm saying is that when we see ourselves reflected in society, 
we will begin to accept ourselves more as well. So if let's say, for example, you are somebody who had, you know, horrific burns as a child, when you look to a company and you see somebody who is a role model in that company, so let's say they're selling protein powder and you look to that company and you see somebody who looks the same as you, then you become more accepting of yourself because you can see yourself in others. And that is where we see real change. So my, I guess, call to action for you is to start to look towards companies that are doing that. And obviously not every company is going to do it in every way. You know, you're not going to be able to have a company that has somebody who's, you know, got lots of scars, who's got lots of cellulite, who's got lots of body diversity, that's got lots of color diversity in the different races that they've got showing. There's going to be different ways that different companies express that. But what I think that we should be looking for is, are they expressing it at all? And this, I guess for me is where fuel ties in is that My hope is that once we launch and once we create an incredible community that we can celebrate these women looking, and men as well, the field is not just for women, looking confident exactly how they are and we can then, I guess, promote these people as healthy role models regardless of their shape, their size, their colour, their imperfections and all because that is how we will have a bigger impact on the world. And I think that we, we, we all have some responsibility to not only just change the way that we think about it, but who we're engaging with when it comes to that. So I guess that's a bit of my vision for Fuel Down the Track is having a company that really embraces that. Um, but yeah, this episode really, I hope, made you think a little bit more about uh, the way that you think of people who are getting procedures done, but also the way that you think of yourself and the impact that the unrealistic standard is having in a very subtle yet enormous way on all of us. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode, another week down. I really, really appreciate every single one of you that takes the time to listen to this podcast. It means more to me than you can ever imagine. So thank you. If you are not already subscribed on your favorite podcasting platform, make sure you hit subscribe or follow depending on what platform you're on. And that way that you won't miss an episode. And also make sure that you are following on Fueled by Marika Day on Instagram or just my personal Instagram account at Marika Day to make sure that you don't miss out on any exciting updates and also knowing when the podcast is released each week. Thank you again. Have a lovely week ahead and I will chat with you guys next week.